0: Welcome to What in the Hell, a Pentecostal look at the Doctrine of Hell. We will look at the Doctrine of Hell in the Scriptures, Philosophy, and Church History, as we seek to understand mortality, eternal life, and the damned. For notes and sources, go to calebmcook.com slash hell. Humans were created with mortality. I know this might be jarring, but stick with me. Humans are not inherently immortal, although they were created to live forever. In order to back up this claim, we will have to go back to the very beginning. We will look at the text of Genesis. In this discussion, we will use the NIV 2011. This is not the only valid translation, and I wouldn't even say it is the best translation, but with its dynamic equivalence, it is easy to read and understand in English. We will use the NIV 2011 throughout this podcast series. Genesis 2, 5-7 reads, Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But the streams came up from the earth, and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. As we see in this passage, Adam was made from dust. But what does that mean exactly? Let's remember that this text is not just a chronology of what happened, but it is supposed to teach us how the world came to be and even about our very nature. From this very beginning account, man is created as dust and God gave him life. Immediately, this allows us to reject the Platonic idea of eternal souls. In the future, we will do an entire episode just about Platonism and how Platonic ideas have permeated Christianity, but for now we will be brief. Adam was not created and then a soul that existed from eternity past entered his body. God created a whole person from dust and gave it breath in order for it to become a living being. Adam was created from dust and breath and is not just a meat robot inhabited by a pre-existing soul as Plato talks about. The passage of scripture we read has Adam being created from dust and receiving life from God. But what does it mean for Adam to be created from dust? The first thing is that dust doesn't make a good building material. Clay sticks together much better, but the text clearly says that Adam was made from dust. The author is telling us about something other than the material construction by using this term. In Genesis 3.19, God tells Adam, By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you are taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. And this should give us a hint as to what this dust means. In this passage, dust signifies mortality. Adam's creation from dust is significant because it tells us that mortality is not the consequence of sin, but is actually our naturally created state. At this point, in pretty much every conversation I have with anybody who disagrees with my point about mortality, bring up Romans and say, Actually, death is the result of sin, and there was no death before the fall. So let us look at what Paul says in Romans 5:12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people, because all sinned. People want to take this text and say that death didn't exist before the fall, but that seems strange for a few reasons. First, the text doesn't actually say that death didn't exist before the fall, but that death came to all people through Adam's actions. The plain reading of the text says nothing about vegetables, bacteria, fungi, or animals. It also doesn't speak to the capability of death before the fall. It speaks to that real event of death entering through sin. Secondly. Adam and Eve could not have been eating vegetable matter before the fall if vegetation did not die. The death of plants is necessary if these first men and animals were to eat. Bacteria on the foods die in stomach acid. At the very least, plant and bacterial death occurred before the fall. Part of where this idea of no death existing before the fall comes from the pervasive idea that the world was made perfect in the beginning, such as what is put forward by Sandra Richter in the Epic of Eden on page 7, which is a great book that I highly recommend. But that idea isn't in Scripture. The earth was made good. Very good, in fact. But that doesn't mean that animals did not die. Thomas Aquinas in Summa Theologica didn't think that. Adam's innocence doesn't mean that animals did not die before the fall. The last thing in considering the original mortality of man is in that good garden that God created. Genesis 2.9 says, The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the garden, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God created a tree of life. There is no need for a tree of life if there is no capability of death. This point is made all the clearer by reading what God says to himself after he curses the serpent, the woman, and the man. Genesis 3.22 says, And the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. In this story it is the tree of life that gives man immortality and not his inherent nature. God would not have created a tree of life if man did not need it to live forever. From these evidences it is clear that humanity was created with mortality. Thank you for listening to What in the Hell. Come back next time as we explore the doctrine of conditional immortality from a Pentecostal perspective.